Hello and welcome to the Reeton Entertainment Podcast, episode 404 for Father's Day, June 18th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reeton Spruth. I don't have any kids. And joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain, who also doesn't have any kids as far as I know. Yeah, and my dad's dead, so fuck him. My dad abandoned me when I was like nine. Um, so I've seen him, you know, sporadically throughout the years, but I don't really call him on Father's Day or his birthday. Yeah. So, you know, and, but I get it, right? Like now that I'm an adult, I look back at him abandoning us and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Having kids would be awful. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I can see him just noping out of that. Anyway, uh, first things first, where can we find you? Uh, you know, Roa website. website. you can find all the links there. Anything you want to point out specifically? Uh, Cotter would probably like to point out the Clinton's Core Classics actual podcast player. Yes, the Clinton's Core Classics actual play podcast where we've been playing through Pathfinder, but I think we're done. I think at, at least he's done editing all of the podcasts, but they come out on every Monday. So I think we're a few quite a few episodes ahead so every monday a new episode is going to release even though he's done editing all the podcasts or the actual play podcast that's a that's a good way to be it is uh it's you know way better than i am where i just we we should pre-do these we should just do like four podcasts don't have any relevant news (laughs) make up news stories and then, uh, and then we'll just have them scheduled. So every Monday or Sunday, they they get uploaded, and we see we do one live podcast a month. So we have like three that are are pre canned, and the last one of the month, we see how correct we were about our predictions. <laughs> just seems like a concept for a completely separate podcast. It does. It really does. You can find me Nathan Reinsbruth. I'm everywhere at Reeton. The main one to look for is is Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I play games Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time there. You can come in and chat with me uh, while I play video games and force me to drink water by giving me, by using channel points that are completely useless. You do the fucking drink water redeem? What a fucking loser. I just, it, it's like automatically enabled or something. Or drink water. Oh, so. everybody drink water. And you need to fucking drink water. I'm not thirsty. Go fuck yourself. I am always thirsty. Always. I, I always have a drink by my side. It might be a problem. Maybe your kidneys are broken. Nah, my kidneys are fine, I think, probably. Maybe. I feel fine. I feel fine. We are going to move on. We're going to start asking Aroa. What games have you played this week? Anything anything noteworthy? Uh, no. no nothing? <laughs> no, not really. I just... Uh, all I do is play Zelda and, and Diablo and WoW. That's my life right now. I see. I see. So, no. Okay, you haven't... You haven't played anything noteworthy. Well, that's... Well, I mean, Diablo, I mean, Diablo and, and Zelda are good. They're good games. Yeah. But... Well... Well... Zelda's Diablo Four is, yeah, they're they're working on it. They'll they'll get it. It'll be good next year, probably. It, it's okay I, right now. I haven't played any of it. I'm not a huge fan of that style of gameplay. 
I get very, very bored very, very easily in that style of gameplay. That's I think, understandable. I think Zelda is going to be pretty fun. I'm going to enjoy that. I when have, I have literally it. fallen asleep playing Diablo twice. So. Wow. Wow. I did that once. I, I'm pretty good about if I'm starting to fall asleep, I will just close the game down and go to bed. Yeah. I, I did have one time when I was a kid... I remember playing Beavis and Butthead for the Sega Genesis. I'm sorry. And falling asleep while playing that game. It was included in in Sega Channel. So it was one of the games oh, I was playing right. on Sega Channel. And it was like 5 a.m. The first time I ever stayed up until 5 a.m. and I fell asleep. You've always, uh, you've always been into the, uh, the subscription-based game services, huh? My mom got it for me for my birthday one year. And it was awesome. Let me tell you. It was really cool. And yes, subscription-based game servicing. The, the Sega channel. We, the, the, the games that I played this week. That's what I'm going for. The games I played this week. I played some uh, Wrestling Empire on Monday. And that oh, was... Yeah. That was a, it's, a, it's a good game. It's a good game. It's, I, I always respect that that guy just chugs away and makes games quite often. Um, he has, he has as, as well the other games that he makes, which is like, uh, he made an MMA game. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it's called, I think it's called Weekend Warriors. I could be wrong. It's one of the promotions in uh, Wrestling Empire called Weekend <laughs> Warriors. But they also have... They also have like their own separate game, which is just like an MMA game, which is silly. And they also have a school, the school one. I don't remember what it's called. But I had somebody come into my chat and follow me. He's like, yeah, I love M. Dickey, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool. What other games do you play? He, and the guy's like, I mainly play M. Dickey games. And I'm like, I All think. Right, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that's kind of weird, but cool. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I, I will not begrudge you for playing these games because whatever but it's weird that they're the only games that you really play <laughs> but whatever i i i found the one m dicky fanboy yeah well there's, there's always got to be one yes and then another game that's hugely popular um at least well not hugely popular but that's a pretty pretty big cult following as i continue on playing some dragon's dogma and let me tell you, it runs way better on my computer than it did on the PS3. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, it's just the, the PS3. Have you played Dragon's Dogma on the PS3 or seen it? Played? Uh, I think I've only played it on 360. Well, or 360. They are. Yeah. It, it's 30 frames a second it, and it drops a lot from that. And playing it on my PC, it's just buttery smooth. It's great. Love it. Having fun. Um, there's, there's some things in the game I need to unlock. Like, there's a forgery. I haven't, I haven't done it, but apparently there's somebody you can find that you can make forgeries of pretty much any item in the game. And Like, like a fake version of that item? Yes. And you can complete quests by using those forged items. And I, there's one that is very, very particular that 
you basically have to go fight some bandits, get a book. Okay, it's like a, it's a magic book. And you give the magic book to the guy. And he's like, great, thanks. I'll help you out later in the game. And you're like, ah, whatever. I'll never see you again. Well, you can make a forgery of that book and give him the forgery and still get the experience points and the, and the gold. But later in the game, there's a battle and he shows up to it. And if you gave him the correct book, he does a shit ton of damage. And if, <laughs> and if you gave him the forgery, he's completely useless. That's amazing. Yes. So they have, they have little things. And you can do that with a bunch of quests. There's uh, some quests that, um, like, you have, like, a gold chalice that you get. And you can, if you give it to one side, it'll give you one boon. And if you give it to the other side, it'll give you another boon. But you can make a forgery of it and get both of those uh, people placated and get both of those bonuses to you. Hmm. which is really cool. So, so it's really cool that they added in that feature, and, and I know Dragon Dogma 2 is going to come out at some point. I hope they have a system very similar to that because it would just be nice to have that in the game. And the, on Friday, I played Final Fantasy 16 demo. It's, oh, yeah, uh, you have a PS5. I do have a PS5, and I haven't turned it on for months. Uh, it's... Like, it's not as bad as Final Fantasy thirteen or Final Fantasy fifteen, and I think part of it is because the combat is just a full action combat instead of being like that that shitty hybrid between like full action combat and turn based. Yeah. The problem I have is that it's not a great action combat game. You're not. It's not like you're playing Devil May Cry. Or or God of War or anything like that. You're playing Final Fantasy's version of an action combat, and it's not amazing. It's all right, and it's it's they're in the demo. They cover the first two chapters of the game, which I actually do like. I like that a lot of games now are giving you like the first chapter or two that you can kind of demo, and see if you like the game before you actually pick it up. And with Final Fantasy 16, your save file carries over to the next to the full game when you when you unlock it. As it should. As it if should. If you're going to do that sort of demo. However, a lot of people online, I guess are saying, "Oh, this isn't a Final Fantasy game." I'm like, "No, no, no. It is a Final Fantasy game. It's just not a very good one." Like, to say that Final Fantasy is only, like, it's only a Final Fantasy game if it has turn-based combat, or it's only a Final Fantasy game if these elements are in it, is stupid. Because it's, yes. it's made by Square Enix, it's got the Final Fantasy name on it, it's got elements of Final Fantasy. Just because it has action combat does not mean it's not a Final Fantasy game. And how the fuck did I do that? I just dropped my soda on my keyboard and it brought up the GeForce experience. Oh. Uh, no idea what button combo that is that my uh, water bottle just smashed. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is a Final Fantasy game. I don't know if I'm going to buy it, though. I also, I put it into the frame rate mode, so when you're setting up 
when you start up the game, it gives you, okay, do you want to focus on quality of graphics, which I assume locks it at 30 frames a second, but gets you higher fidelity? Or do you want it on frame rate mode where you have a higher frame rate? And so I chose the higher frame rate. And while playing it, there are noticeable drops in the frame rate. Well, it probably unlocks the frame rate. Yeah, probably. And so I'm like, yeah, this is frame rate mode, but it doesn't look very good. So I don't know if I do pick it up. I don't know if I'm ever going to pick it up for the PS5, Xbox Series X, or if I'm going to wait for it. it's not going to be on Xbox. Oh, it's not going to be on Xbox? No. Oh. Uh, For the next six months, it is a PS5 exclusive entirely. I see, I see. So I don't know if I'm going to buy it for the PS5 or the PC. Because they, 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 they have said they will bring it to PC at some point. Yeah, that, that's the other thing, though, is they, they don't even know when the PC port's going to exist. Yeah, so... It could so, be a year. Yeah, I could, and I'm, I'm fine waiting a year. To, I have so many games to play through right now. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather just watch somebody. I'd rather just watch all the good parts on YouTube and, like, clips that get shared. Like, I, I just don't care enough. Yeah, well, you don't... I mean, actually, this might be the the Final Fantasy game that you would like the most, though. Yeah, it 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 would be because it's essentially just Kingdom Hearts combat. But no, it's I, not. No, it is better than Kingdom Hearts combat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm it's, still. I, like, I would I would classify Kingdom Hearts combat more as like the Final Fantasy 15 combat, where it's it's still turn based, kind of. Um, the fuck are you talking about, bro? Well, it's it's like that. No, it's like a hybrid between like action combat and the um and the turn bait. Like they they didn't fully get away from like the timers and countdowns, and you have to wait for specific actions. Final Fantasy sixteen is more just focused Did we directly play the on action. Same Kingdom combat. Hearts two. Uh, I'm talking about Kingdom Hearts three. I apologize. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three's combat sucks balls. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 combat, way better. I'm sorry. Yeah. We were we were confused. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um Final Fantasy I'm I'm thinking more like Final Fantasy 15 or or Kingdom Hearts had very similar combat and they're yeah, not yeah. very good. But we are going to move on. We're going to talk talk about some news stories. We have a lot of news stories today, which is part of the reason why Connor decided not to show up. He saw how many news stories we had and was like, "Nah, I'm good." So, we are going to move on. We're going to talk about Embracer Group, which is also Gearbox, has announced that they are canceling a bunch of games and laying off a bunch of people. I, why does this keep happening? Oh, money. It's because of money and capitalism's bad. Yeah. Uh, well, it is kind of a kind of a like Gearbox isn't, or rather, uh, Embracer isn't Gearbox. Gearbox is part of Embracer. Uh, yeah, Embracer. Yeah. Embracer is a conglomerate that essentially doesn't do anything on its own. It is a holdings company over the top of, like, at this point, probably half of the major players in the gaming industry, almost. Yeah, are the, it, I would classify it kind of like how Alphabet has a bunch of little companies under it, yeah. which is stupid. Yeah. I, hate, I hate that it's called Alphabet. Yeah, but it's very much in the in that same vein where like most people don't even think about the fact that Alphabet is a thing. They just think of Google. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's Al- Alphabet is the holdings company over Google and all of their other properties. We had that at a place that I worked where 
I thought it was weird because it's a pretty small company and they have a conglomerate like that. So they have like, I can say the name, it doesn't matter. So they have like the Keith Holdings Company and then they have the Keith Manufacturing and like another couple uh, things underneath of it. And I was like, why did they do that? And my boss was like, taxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. Taxes. Yeah, that's the whole reason that you have any kind of corporate layers like that. Yeah, kind of like how uh, we have we have Reeton Entertainment owns uh, the Reeton Entertainment branding, but also we have all of our podcasts like Clinton Score Classics uh, and, and Aroa Entertainment whenever he pops that back up. Yeah, and if any individual thing fails, then it doesn't necessarily reflect badly back on the parent company. Yeah, but they are announcing it says um it says Lars Wingforce characterizes this as a program to transform the company from its current heavy investment mode to a highly cash flow generative business. So, capitalism. They're they're getting rid they're trying to a trim the fat and B, just make a ton of money uh, and not really care about how many lives they destroy in the process because yeah, it's all about money. Uh, Embracer has, uh, as their name would imply, for the last quite a few years now, uh, just kind of swooped in on companies that are struggling and bought them Yes, and propped them up. And so uh, going off of what they're saying here, they're going to probably slow down, if not stop entirely on the acquisition of smaller groups. And now they're going to finally start pumping out actual shit. Yeah, they have. Uh, but in the process of that, they're going to fire like 75% of all the people that they acquired. Yes, probably. They have 130 studios, apparently, or had 130 studios uh, with apparently 200 games in development. But where they... they haven't. Do they own uh, THQ Nordic? I can't I remember. I don't know. It's possible, but I have no idea. I know like, that they have um, that they have like, like Cryptic Studios, uh, yep. obviously yep. Gearbox, THQ yeah, yeah. Nordic. Uh, THQ Nordic, Coffee Stain, uh, Dark Horse Media, um, oh, no. Saber Interactive... Well, here's a hope in my friend who works at THQ Nordic <laughs> uh, keeps her uh, job. Because they're the ones who made uh, Dead Island 2, right? Uh, it's, uh, they're probably in there somewhere. There are so many companies under THQ Nordic. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Hopefully my friend keeps her job because that, that game just came out and I played through it. I spoke about it on the podcast. It's, it's pretty good. 3D Realms is is under Saber Group, which is within there, uh, along with New World Interactive, uh, Tripwire Interactive, uh, Zen Studios, uh, Flying Wild Hog, <laughs> Deep Silver. That's do their, they uh, deep... do they own Daybreak? I. Th- I think Daybreak might be in their own thing, but let so Daybreak me did scroll through here. Daybreak did, or did they sell? Yeah, they sold out. Eventually, at some point, they sold. So they they broke off from Sony, and ended up uh, because they they were Sony Online Entertainment. They ended up breaking off and becoming their own studio. And I believe 
we spoke about it last year or the year before that they had been purchased by another company. Doesn't look like it was Embracer. Enad Global 7. Oh, okay. Oh That's no, Aspire is. is owned by is owned by Embracer. Who, who's Aspire? Aspire uh we are the ones that made the botched uh Kotor launch oh, right. on on Switch. Uh, I can't wait until we get Reaton Entertainment owned by Embracer Group and I have to fire uh, 75% of my staff. Oh, no. Me and Connor. <laughs> you and Connor. It'll just be Nick Lotus and I the whole all the time. <laughs> We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the next story. Uh, this is another update to the long, long acquisition of Microsoft and Activision coming together. And... They have not blocked it in the United States, but basically a judge has said they can't move forward until they the FTC gets to look at it. So it's well, the, it's paused. Yeah, the the FTC put in for an injunction, and yeah. they were granted it. Yeah, they have officially granted the injunction. Uh, I they have officially been granted the injunction against Microsoft. As such, Microsoft cannot complete its purchase of Activision Blizzard until the case reaches federal court in August. So we've got to wait until August for a major update in this. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I don't. I don't know. Again, we've spoken about it at length, but every time there's an update, we've got to speak about it some more. We are going to move on to the next story. In our next story, we have the Twitch Partner Plus program. This is uh, Twitch being even more out of touch than they normally are. <laughs> Somehow trying to like pull back while sa- simultaneously doubling down on how much they hate their user base. They do. So Twitch has a partner program. They have they have three levels of streamer basically. So there's there's the plebeians, which is if you're I believe it's fifty followers or less, and less than three viewers concurrent, like on average. You are not in a, you're not able to get the affiliate status. Once you get 50 followers and you get more than uh, three average viewers, three or more average viewers rather, then you can apply for affiliate status. And affiliate status means you can get some money from ads and you can get subscriptions. Uh, you can also get bits given to you. So you can make a little bit of money as, a, as an affiliate. And then there's another way to get partner and that's i don't even know how many followers you need to get partner and how many i think it's 75 average viewers so it's just never gonna happen yeah i mean it's it's a ridiculous amount that is meant for people who either have an audience already on another platform and then come to twitch or who have some kind of like built in yeah or get lucky sometimes sometimes people just get lucky. lucky yeah yeah uh, so the partner program is kind of where they focus all of their energy onto. They don't really care about the plebs and they don't really care about the affiliates, to be honest. And so what they have decided to do, um, just so you know, with the subscriptions, you get 50% of that subscription. So say Oroa subscribes to my Twitch, that's $5 a month. And then I get 250, Twitch gets 250. In the new partner program, they are announcing that 
certain partners will be able to get 70% of that revenue rather than the 50% of that revenue, uh, with Twitch only getting 30, which I think would be really cool if they had given it to all partners and affiliates. Oh, you mean like how YouTube has done it since the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they don't do that. They have now changed it, so they said streamers in the Partner Plus program will receive 70-30 revenue share on net subscription revenue for 12 months up to $100,000. Now, to be fair, if I was a partner and I was making up to $100,000 a month, um, or even $100,000 a year, if I was making $100,000 a year, I wouldn't really be complaining about you know, the revenue split if I'm still bringing in $100,000 a year. Uh, to qualify, though, partners much, must maintain a sub count of at least 350 recurring paid subscriptions for three consecutive months. And they specify paid because yes, your, yes they do. your Twitch Prime sub does not count. Neither does gift subscriptions. Right, which... Which is, is dumb. Odd. Yeah. I can understand. I can I can understand the prime subs not counting towards that. Yeah. I, I can completely get that because to explain it to the people who might not know, when you have a Twitch uh I'm sorry, when you have an Amazon Prime account, uh you get a free Twitch sub that you can give to anybody you, you want to. But you, it's not recurring, so you have to every month go back into that or go to a different streamer and give that to them specifically. Otherwise, you lose it for that month. Yep. However, so, so because that's included with your, your Prime sub, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, your Prime membership, I can understand why they would not have that included in this 350. But to not include the gift subs is kind of dumb. It's actually very dumb. Um, well, it is, I guess, to, to be fair to Twitch, they're not recurring. That's so, true. Like, they're not, they're not well, guaranteed. Because the, their logic is that if you, if you manually sub to someone and you, you actually pay for it, you're going to be much more likely to leave that active and not cancel your sub. Or they so could just do Twitch is going to get that recurring everyone. info. I mean, they could. Yeah. The the CEO did a did a live stream and was talking about how well, we're gonna we gotta make this a profitable company and like yeah okay I I get that but you're not gonna tell me that somehow being at least currently uh, it's it's going to change possibly the more that you fuck up but currently the biggest live stream platform on the internet it is you, you can't tell me that being that and and changing your revenue split a little bit is is somehow going to cut into profits enough for it to really matter mm-hmm. i mean they get ads but, and stuff and but it's always just about getting as much profit as possible regardless of the cost indeed and that's so it does say that once once you get to that threshold once you get your partner you get the 350 subs a month which is a 
lot of fucking money and a lot of a lot of people subscribing to you um and if if you're at that level you do if you're at the level where you're getting 350 recurring subs you're also going to be getting a lot of twitch subs and the or or I'm sorry uh the the Amazon Prime subs and you will be getting the gift subs and you'll be getting bits and bits and yeah, you'll be yeah. running you have to run ads because as a partner you have to run ads anyway yeah it, it's it, once you're at that level you're you're doing pretty well for yourself um it, you'll automatically be signed up once you reach the 350 recurring subs threshold and then that won't change so even if even if you go from 350 subs for 3 months and drop down to like 10 subs you will <laughs> still have the uh 70 30 split until uh that 12 month period ends so you're At signed least up for you'll a year. still get $7 a month yes exactly um it launches October 1st 2023 uh, streamers that meet the qualification criteria in July, August, and September will automatically be enrolled in the program and notified in October. So, uh, what I want you all to do is subscribe to me. <laughs> or, or don't. I don't know. It, uh, whatever. Don't I have, it. like, I have very few subs. I, I get a few subs a month, tops. You get um, a few subs a month? But they're, what they're doing is they're kind of, like... They're to me. They come out and they're like, "We're trying to help the smaller streamers," and it's like, "No, you're fucking not." Yeah, no. This is this is one hundred percent to try to appease all of the big time streamers that they fucked over because this was already a thing. If you were a really big time streamer, that Twitch would essentially reach out to you directly and go, "Hey, we noticed that you're making us a lot of money." Would you be interested in having a few extra caveats on top of your contract, but then you also get 20% more of the revenue split? Yeah. And a lot of them would take it. The cost of that being that you would have to run more ads or some other bullshit that made your stream marginally less enjoyable to watch, but at the same time made you substantially more money in a lot of cases. Because that 20% split gets to be quite a bit of cash whenever you're at the level of, of somebody like that. Yeah. Even if you're, even if you got a hundred, you know, a hundred subscribers, cause that's easier math to do. Right. Um, well, a thousand subs. Yeah. A thousand you, subs, you whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you're just, you're that was, like... that was explicitly for like the top, I want to say like 5% of streamers whenever mm. that was a thing. Right. And, and I'm, I don't know. I, I'm never going to reach that level. I stream <laughs> consistently uh, and, and kind of arrogantly, I think my stream is pretty you know, good compared to some other people's streams who are partners. But uh, it just, it's just luck of the draw, right? You, sometimes people get lucky. Sometimes people have built-in fan bases from YouTube or you know, Mixer, I guess, right? People, people came over from Mixer, right? Right? Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> anyway, Glimish is dying too. So. I forgot about Glimish. Yeah, yeah, Glimish is uh they're ending it. They Oh, are been, they really? Yeah, yeah, they they announced 
that they will be shutting down, I believe, at the end of this month. Um, but they're still going through and celebrating Pride Month uh, while oh. while they're shutting down. But they're they're ending it just because you know they didn't get the traction they wanted, and then with that they they're like, we're just gonna we've been working on this for three years and made no money, so we're just gonna <laughs> well, shut it down. Like ultimately, a lot of that comes down to to marketing and yeah. and lack of marketability. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. do it. They didn't have they didn't have the backing of a big, you know, Amazon right. or Microsoft or you like Google. So yep. it's just not going to do very well unless they were able to get, you know, like hey, we were able to get the uh, Dota tournaments hosted exclusively on Glemish or something like that, uh, which I imagine they would love to have, but that's not going to happen because nope. they're going to do it on Twitch. Yeah, Twitch is Twitch biggest... is going to pay them for it. Twitch or or YouTube are going to pay them yeah. to do stuff like that. We are going to move on to our next story. Comcast. <laughs> uh, the FC the FCC has come and said, "Hey, you need to list all of your junk fees to internet service providers." <laughs> and Comcast has said, "We can't do it." Because we don't even know. We don't even know. Uh, in a filing last week, Comcast told the FCC that it is working diligently to put in place the systems and processes necessary to create, maintain, and display the labels as required. But according to Comcast, two aspects of the commission's order impose significant administrative burdens and unnecessary complexity in complying with broadband labeling requirements. Comcast noted that five major cable and telecom industry trade groups petitioned the, petitioned the FCC in January to change the rules. The new filing urged the FCC to grant the petition as soon as possible before the rules become effective to help providers streamline and simplify their labeling process, which will ultimately benefit consumers. Um, it said the FCC was required to implement broadband labor rules in a 2021 law passed by Congress, although the FCC approved the label rules in November 2022, it's not clear when they will take effect. They are subject to the uh, Federal Office of Management and Budget, the OMB. Why are there so many acronyms? Uh, <laughs> review because requirements in the United States Paperwork Re Reduction Act, uh, medium size and large ISPs would be required to comply six months after the OMB review while providers with 100,000 or fewer subscriptions would have one year to comply. And basically what this is saying is when you get your bill from the, the internet company or even other, like your cell phone company, uh, it'll just be like other charges, right? And, and yep. tax taxes or whatever. And... The FCC is like, no, you have to show those. Yeah, you have like, you have to specify what the other charges are instead of just going, here's all the stuff that we're charging you because fuck you. Exactly. And Comcast has so many <laughs> that they're saying it would create, <laughs> uh, what was it, administrative burdens and unnecessary complexity. I think that's what you call giving us our bill every month by by saying, hey... Yeah, uh, you, you owe this month. You owe this much this month because of uh stuff. 
I think that yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, they clearly don't want they, they have it. They, they know what they're charging you. They just don't want to tell you because <laughs> if they tell you, then you'll get pissed off at them. And Comcast already has like how well, negative I, of a rating. I wonder if it's not even that like their their subscribers will get pissed off, but that the FTC or F, yeah FCC will get pissed off because like if if they're just putting a charge on there and its entire purpose is to be there to take off if someone calls in and complains about the price of their service. You know, mm-hmm. like like essentially just a buffer amount. Like, yeah. how do you you how do you what do you do if you fake it? <laughs> like, they they would have to make something up, like administrative costs or something. And depending on how the FCC's law is or well rule is outlined, they may not be able to do that. But like, that's who knows, maybe ten dollars a a person. That they're yeah. losing out on, and it's Comcast, and they can't, they couldn't possibly give up $10 a user. No. This is from Ars Technica, and it, there's, Ars Technica always has like super long and in depth uh, articles. So I urge you they're to like go. They're like the only good tech news site. They really are. Uh, so <laughs> I urge you, if you are interested, to go read about this. But in the second section, chapter two on this. Uh, Paragraph two, it says Comcast and other ISPs have annoyed customers for years by advertising low prices and then charging much bigger monthly bills by tracking, I'm sorry, by tacking on a variety of fees. While some of these fees are related to government issued requirements, others are not, poorly trained customer service reps have been known to falsely tell customers that fees are created by Comcast, that fees created by Comcast are mandated by the government. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes that is true uh you know as they said you know sometimes they are government issued requirements but i remember your cell I, phone bill very often has that yeah when i worked <laughs> i think i've told this story to you but when i worked at consumer cellular uh, i had somebody call in and she was like my bill was two <laughs> cents more this month than it was last month explain why god that's my my grandma gets so mad about that stuff so i looked over the bill and i was like it it looks like taxes something something to do with taxes i don't know like maybe there was an extra day in the month and so they had to tax you for that i don't fucking know and she's like i want you to give me a two cent credit on my account i'm like fucking really (laughs) <laughs> like and she would not let it go. She would not let me hang up that phone call without giving her a two penny credit. It was awful. And we and you're you're trained not to give credits like well, at yeah. all. Um, which I kind of feel bad about because the last day of my job there, part of what I wanted to do was just be like, "You're nice. Here's a twenty five dollar credit." Because I could as a uh, as the the higher tier, I was I was a lead. I could give up to twenty five dollar credits instead of having uh-huh. to ask my manager or anything. And but so no one was nice on your last day. Uh, I quit immediately. Oh, <laughs> I showed up to work. I looked at my phone and was like, "Nah," and <laughs> just left. <laughs> not worth it. Nope not not even worth it to to cost the company money. It was not worth it. 
But yes, so uh, Comcast is, is trying to file an, uh, a complaint with the FCC to create a loophole that would make it so that they don't have to actually show these fees <laughs> to customers. And I don't know what's going to happen. I know that the FCC right now is kind of at a deadlock because Biden's pick for the lead of the FCC has not been voted on yet. Um, he picked some, Biden picked somebody for the leader of the FCC. Who was the last one that we hated? Under uh, the, Pakai? Yeah. Senator Pakai. Yeah. So Pakai was awful. And obviously when the Biden administration came in, he wasn't there anymore as the lead of the FCC. Um, the Biden administration had said, okay, we want to put this person in. I forget her name. And it's been 18 months and they refused to vote on her. So now they have to recommend. And so that person stepped down and they have to recommend somebody else for the FCC. <laughs> so they, with that being said, right now there are only six people on the FCC. Three of them are conservative and three of them are liberal. So oh. basically nothing's going to get done. Yeah. Until somebody is appointed to the FCC that can kind of shift the balance so that they can. God, actually I do love things. the American government. It's, it's great. great. It's fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, let's talk about something else. So we went from Twitch changing some of their partnership programs uh, to YouTube changing their partnership program. Have you read about this? Oh. Have you heard about this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see this because they're doing the, the same thing that Twitch did a while ago with the, it's a the little thing different. That you are uh, affiliate. Affiliate. Yes. Aren't you an affiliate? No. Oh, no. okay. So YouTube is changing it a little bit. You're you're. They're basically creating an affiliate account, um, but it's a little different. They are changing it so that instead of needing one thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours or three million shorts. Um, I'm sorry, or 10 million shorts views. Uh, you can become a quote partner, like a, a, a lower tier partner, with only 500 subscribers and 3,000 watch hours, or 3 million shorts views. However, uh, you're not going to be getting ad revenue from ads still. Mm. So it's kind of useless. Yeah. What it will do is it'll allow people to uh, subscribe to you like they do with. Oh, so okay. they have like the, the join button or they whatnot. give you the membership. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of dumb. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. To, to do well, that. It is. Um, but it, it so the I somebody on tiktok i think it was put through or put out a a thing that made a lot of sense to me what's that uh that the the twitch affiliate program and now this this youtube uh partner program thing they're both designed to get you ingrained in the platform they give you, they give, they're, they're essentially, you know, like the classic drug dealer thing of they give you a little taste and then it's, you just 
you kind of stick with with them because hey, they were the ones that gave it to you in the first place and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so it it incentivizes you to well, I I got into this program. I'm special on this site. Why would I? Why would I even even stream on Twitch? Or in the case of Twitch, why would I even stream on YouTube? I'm already an affiliate on Twitch. You know, and and that's part. Of the, and I wouldn't say that that's the hugest part, but. Um, that, that is part of why I'm like, I'm just going to stick with Twitch because I have somewhat of an audience there and me being not a huge streamer, uh, there's kind of that fear that if I go to YouTube, I, you know, I've, I've made videos on YouTube for, you know, the last decade or whatnot. Um, nothing consistent. However... I don't have a I have a couple hundred subscribers on YouTube and if I move over from streaming on Twitch to streaming on YouTube is my audience going to follow me probably not no maybe well, I mean like the the people who know you personally yeah you know they they would but, but they'd follow you anywhere anyway yeah and I, I I do to be fair I do have a few people that when I left Mixer not by my own choice, but when I left Mixer, and they followed me over to Twitch, and, that's and they even weren't like a uh, even more different situation, right? Yeah, because the platform itself died. Yeah, so I had I had a few people who you know were regulars on Mixer that still come over to my Twitch because they liked my content. But do I ask them, hey, are you gonna like come over to YouTube? Most likely, uh, they have YouTube accounts. Right, it's it's possible yeah. that they will come, but maybe they don't like watching streams on YouTube. Maybe that's I know I don't. I I know I don't either. I tend to just flick through, and if I see somebody's live, I probably won't watch them. Yeah, uh, I, I see the little live icon, and I'm like, okay, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like it. I th- I think it might have been better if if Google. Used the YouTube tech, but didn't have it listed as like a YouTube live thing. Yeah, if it was kind or, of its own separate entity. Yeah, even if they, yeah, even if they just made another site that was live.youtube.com or something like, kind of like how they tried to do with YouTube gaming, but then just kind of gave up on it. <laughs> they they totally did. Uh, the the only thing right now that is even compelling me a little bit to test out YouTube live is AV1 encoding because they actually have that ability now on YouTube. Yeah, but I still don't, I don't see any value in that, like at all. You don't, you don't see any value in YouTube or AV1 encoding? AV1 encoding. Why like not? as far as, as far as like being a compelling reason to change platforms, that's like, that's just a whatever. Right, right. I understand. I understand. I, I, I think more or less it's. I wanted to test out the tech rather than. Yeah, it's it's cool technology. It's cool mm-hmm. that like yeah, you can stream at like twenty five hundred kilobit per second instead of three thousand. Or or I I stream at six thousand right now. And the problem I have is even at that six thousand kilobits, um. If you try to do 1080p, it still has like artifacts yeah. that show. Uh, that's why that's why Germa doesn't stream at 1080p. Me, me uh, neither. 
he streams at I think like nine sixty. I'm at nine hundred. Like I'm at nine hundred p. Sixteen hundred by yeah. nine hundred probably is what he he streams at. I would uh, but, maybe he goes up a little bit, but I I would assume it was nine hundred p. But the thing about that too, and and what I have said even like years ago, it doesn't fucking matter because most people are watching you on a phone. <laughs> that's true. That's why I stream it. I stream at seven twenty p. That's and that's good. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You're right. It matters to me. <laughs> it's yeah. it only matters to me and like, probably another handful of people. But like, I uh, will I will upload YouTube videos at 1080p because people are going to be more likely to watch that on a big screen. But streaming is biggest like on a computer monitor and on your phone, like, and that that's pretty much it. And I have a I have a friend who watches pretty much exclusively when she comes into my stream it's pretty much exclusively on her phone and yeah my, so like, that kills no my one's brain gonna notice i never i never do that i never watch streams or even videos really on my phone oh i i almost exclusively watch stuff on my phone oh see i i but even then i don't I, <laughs> the other part of that though is that i don't really watch stuff i listen to it that's true i i will listen to stuff on my phone like like podcasts and stuff but no i mean just youtube videos well i i do that too because i will i will just i will find a youtube video and even if it has visual content like i don't care i just i have one bluetooth earbud in and i will do other stuff that's you're a crazy person that's what you are (laughs) we're gonna move on to our second to last story which is google domains is shutting down that's where you bought your domain from right no no, okay. I for some reason I thought it was. I so may, maybe maybe I did originally. I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty sure at least I I whatever website that I or domain that I had originally bought it was actually from GoDaddy. Oh, and then I switched control over to Namecheap, and then I switched to Gandhi, and I'm on Gandhi right now. Interesting. We uh, are going to talk about Google Domains shutting down, though, which... Which is fucking, like, weird. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so so if you don't know, when you go on a website and you go... Or when you go on the internet and you go to, like, reetandentertainment.com, uh, you have to buy that, that handle, basically. You have to buy reetandentertainment.com. And it's usually, what, 10 to $20 a year. Um, if you buy some of the more premium endings uh it can it can cost more and then if you happen to want to buy an already existing domain then you have to pay the person who owns that domain and And that can be thousands that can be a lot of or millions of dollars depending on yeah depending (laughs) there for as long as i don't know squat a microsoft domain and (laughs) i i don't know if it's the same thing or if it if it's been removed or sold but remember whitehouse.com? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, an adult entertainment site because they snatched it up before the White House could take it. Yeah, back in the age of the dot com boom. Yeah. Uh however, Google Domains was one place, one such place that you could buy domains and they are shutting down and selling everything to Squarespace. 
So you'll Which is no so weird. Yeah, you'll no longer to be you'll no longer be able to buy domains from Google. You have to do it through another site or you know Squarespace. Um, how much does, does it say? How much money in this article? Because I I saw a number somewhere, and I want to say it was like two hundred million, mm. something like that. I don't I see it don't in this article. See anything in this article? Let's see, Google. Squarespace. But it's five. it's nuts that like, particularly because uh, Google domains. Million. Wow, that's not very much. Either. It is not. Uh, Google domains had been in the news recently because they were like pushing out these new TLDs, which uh, a TLD is the the little thing at the end of the of your URL. The yeah, it's a dot com dot org. Yeah. Uh, but they were they were in the news everywhere because they were the big thing was dot zip domains mm-hmm. which is like a really dumb idea because you could say hey download this zip file at this is totally not a virus dot zip and like it it could be confusing for people uh and easily cause more account breaches than already happen with I'm google still, accounts in particular i'm still mad at myself for not getting Reeton Dot Entertainment. Oh but yeah, I I I think it would have cost. I think entertainment was one of those that costs a lot of money. Yeah, like just to have the inter- you know, that, Dot Entertainment at the end. That website's going up to forty dollars a year. Which one? Dot website. The, oh, dot website is that? Yeah, that's that's so what it, you have. Yeah, it's it currently it's like twenty or twenty five, and it's almost doubling. Which is just fucking dumb. Dang. Dang. Are you going to continue to pay? I hope you're going to continue to pay for it. Well, I kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got customers relying on you. Yeah. Customer relying on you. Yes. So, Google.website. I'm sorry. The Google Domains. <laughs> my brain broke there for a second. Google Go- Domains shutting web- down. Google's. When does it say when it's shutting down, or is it just automatically like just done? Uh, quarter three. Quarter three. Okay, so you can still go buy domains from there until the end of quarter three, and otherwise you'll have to go somewhere else. Uh, again, I think I bought Reet Entertainment from reentertainment.com from GoDaddy. It's a solid service too. Like, uh, my, my mom runs, a a small business and uses Google domains and I, and, uh, she doesn't know how to essentially do a redirect. What does she uh, do for a business? Uh, she's an auctioneer. Oh, does she speak really fast? I've never met her. Yeah. She, she, uh, she went through like the whole, like they, they have a training course you have to go through if you want to be an officially licensed auctioneer. And she did all that. Oh, that's so. cool. That's but uh, that's fun. Uh, she does. She runs all that, and uh, I noticed like how she was doing her website didn't make any fucking sense. And I was like, you know, you can just have a redirect here, and then like just goes to your to your actual site. And so I went through the Google Domains UI, and it's very easy, very simple, straightforward. Like even like could grab screenshots of the site that you were redirecting to to make sure you were doing the right thing before you hit save. Like it's all really cool and slick and nice. 
I guess it just wasn't making Google any money, especially if it was only $180 million. Yeah, it must not have been making... I, I think they were probably hoping that those TDLs would generate a lot more money. Because they had, like, the maybe. .zip. And maybe They that... only just launched those, though, right? I know. Like... I know. It's weird, but maybe just people aren't buying up domains like they were in the 90s and 2000s i don't fucking know. 30 years ago <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know man we're gonna move on to our last our final story one that neither of us brought up uh normally if somebody brings something up and they're not here i will uh delete them <laughs> because well, but this one is one that we 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 can talk I, about. i've been talking about this with like people who aren't even normally involved in tech stuff because literally everyone uses reddit yeah. So if you know what Reddit is, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Twitter for just a second before we move oh. back to Reddit. Oh. Because I think that they, they have to do together with this. Because we've spoken about it before that Twitter locked down their APIs and there are certain companies that had to shut down because the APIs were going to be way too expensive. They're going to be like a million dollars a month just to be able to run these little apps on your phone that are free. And Reddit's doing the same thing. Reddit is locking down their APIs, and there was another... What's the other app that has to shut down that everyone likes that's basically a Reddit app that doesn't suck? Uh, so on Android, I think the main one is Reddit is fun. Okay. And on iOS, it's Apollo. Apollo, Apollo has that's been, the one I was thinking of. Apollo has been like the big boy in all of this because it is hands down the most popular third-party Reddit app. And the developer was the one who put out a thing to everyone saying like, this is going to cost me, I think it was like $20 million a year. Yeah, he said $1.4 million a month. Yeah. And like, there's no way there, there's no way that you get that out of your users, especially whenever they're used to either paying nothing or paying a one time fee. Because like I have uh, I, I use Apollo and I paid for a slightly upgraded version. I think it was like five dollars, but it was a one time fee. And, like, you can't reasonably expect to keep making that income. I think he did end up adding a subscription service at some point, but I didn't use it because it's for, like, really hardcore Reddit users. And part of what this is handicapping is there are third-party Reddit apps that have really cool, really good tools for, like, moderators and people who actually make the platform better rather than just consumers like me. And yes. this, is, this is hurting them, too. It is. And... They, they did it last week. One of the days they shut down Reddit, basically. Uh, and what I mean by that is there was big protests where Reddit subgroups, subreddits, would just shut down, completely lock everyone out of that community. So even if you went to Reddit and you're like, oh, I want to look up what's happening with uh, you know, video game news, you'd go to that subreddit and it would say you can't view anything. Because it's locked. It's private. Yeah, but it would ask you for a password whenever you got on there. Yeah. And so you just couldn't access many, 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 many 
of the subreddits. And, and these were like top subreddits, mm-hmm. like r slash Apple, r slash iPhone. Like huge uh, ones. Yeah. And Reddit's response to this was, we don't care. <laughs> It'll pass. It, it always yeah. does. Yeah, it says here, uh, it's a small group that's very upset and there's no way around that. We made a business decision that upset them. This is from Huffman, who I assume is the... Uh, Steve Huffman, who is the CEO of Reddit. Yeah. Huffman told NPR in his interview that nearly 9,000 subreddits staged a 48-hour boycott. uh, And he, quote, says, I think the greater Reddit community just wants to participate with their fellow community members. You're right, but the problem is you're making it hard to do that. (laughs) Like, you're making it more difficult to do that. And the people that are protesting are your hardcore Reddit people, the people who go there every day and just scroll through and, and help their communities out. And mind you, the, the motivation for all this, the reason that Reddit is locking down their API and wanting to charge exorbitant fees for using it is, is two things. One, um, I, I do think that they're telling the truth that, their API is being hammered by AI groups, mm-hmm. uh, people who are training AI on huge swaths of data uh, coming from Reddit. Um, that's fair. I think that it's reasonable to charge for that, but it's also because of third-party developers like Apollo, um, or third-party apps like Apollo and, and Reddit is fun, uh, in that those apps don't show ads. They skip over ads that come from Reddit and Reddit wants the money from those ads. So they want you to use the official Reddit app. That's why if you open Reddit in a, in a web browser on your phone, it's like, Hey, Reddit's better in the app because you can't get past the ads in our app. Yeah. Uh, I assume there, is there like a premium Reddit? I know you can buy Reddit gold. I don't know if there's like a a subscription you can pay to like not have ads, but I'm I'm sure that if, if there isn't, there's one coming and they're going to push for that. I do. I, I do not go to Reddit very often. I don't either. It's almost, almost always. If I go, if I end up on Reddit, it's because I Googled something and came across it as a, as a search result, or I'll just specifically search on Reddit. Like, uh, I'll I'll do exclamation point Reddit and then whatever I'm looking for because it is a genuinely good resource in a lot of cases. It's essentially like Stack Overflow for everything that isn't tech. I was trying to look. Tech. I was trying to look up some stuff on Dragon's Dogma. It took me to Reddit, and that and that Reddit subgroup was closed. <laughs> it, I was like, come on. So, yes, uh, it, it said here, the protest, what it really affects is everyday users, most of whom aren't involved in this or the changes that spurred this. Yes, but that's the that's everyday how, that's users. How that's how it goes. Yes, the everyday users aren't the ones that are leading these groups, these subreddits. They're not, they're, yeah, they're not the ones that are acting as moderators. They're not the ones who are actively like participating mm-hmm. in a lot of these communities, like in, in a, an appreciable way. 
like it, one of the I, I don't know if it if it did shut down, but the at the ask Reddit or, or not ask Reddit, uh ask me anything. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, I think uh, so. Uh, AMA. I, I am a yeah, yeah, a, yeah, AMA and all that. Um you can tell I don't actually use Reddit all that much. No. Uh but like that community is very very well maintained by moderators who don't get paid anything to do what they do. And here's Reddit coming in and being like, yeah, well, fuck you. Cause, yeah, cause just... uh, what they, what they did as a result of this protest eventually, because some of the Reddits weren't coming out of it, uh, was they just forcefully opened them again and then gave moderator privileges to other users. Oh yeah. I rem- I read about that. Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. That uh, is which, not cool. No. Um, and in some cases that ended up not working out the way that they expected. Uh, I saw an example of that being r slash picks, which is like, uh, uh, obviously by the name, it's a very top tier Reddit. Just like, like a picture Reddit. Like, yeah. yeah, people, uh, yeah. It, but it's like, like it's almost always on the front page, which if you're on the front page of Reddit, like that's a big deal. Um, this is nothing but, uh, but who's the last week tonight? What's that guy? John Oliver. John Oliver. It, it was nothing but photoshops of John Oliver in dresses. Okay. Because, I because the moderator of the moderators of r slash picks made it a rule that it only accepts pictures of John Oliver photoshopped in a dress. Uh, was that the, the old moderators or the new moderators? That that is that is the new one because that is their way. So, Reddit essentially said you can't lock down your Reddit, but Reddit didn't say that you can't change the rules. So it's so just... their form of protest is to just sab- sabotage the Reddit entirely. You like, know, just, John Oliver to... <laughs> fucking loves that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't watch his show, but I'm sure that he's going to mention it. If he, oh, had, yeah. if he didn't already like, and, and I, I think that's great because that's the thing is like somehow the CEO of fucking Reddit of all things somehow fucking thinks that he's going to win a war against internet users. <laughs> like, yeah. On one of, one of the, if not the biggest communities on the internet, like you're not, you're not going to fight that 4chan has lost wars smaller than scale than this yeah <laughs> like this is reddit it's 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 yeah that's you're not gonna win but you are right by the way uh part way through this article that we got from npr uh it does say that christian selig who is the person who made apollo uh it says they only have one part-time employee uh it would cost them for this api change 20 million a year um, it says four of the most popular Reddit apps, uh, including Apollo, have announced that they will be going out of business because of the new costly fees for accessing uh, what is called the Application Programming Interface API, which allows different pieces of software to communicate with each other. So you, there's that other one, which is Reddit is fun. Uh, I, I'm looking. Apparently, they had some negotiations. Said Huffman had negotiations. Uh, broken down they with two of the most popular exist. apps, Apple yeah. and Reddit is fun. Uh, but the Reddit, uh, but he said Reddit is willing to negotiate with most third-party developers. The other third-party apps that we're in conversation with, 
Um, I don't know what that implies, what the conversations are, but it looks like uh, Huffman is having some negotiations with these third parties, probably saying, hey... Go fuck yourself. Make it... uh, Make the ads in there and pay us money, and we might let you keep your, your third party thing and not have to pay $20 million a year. But probably not. Um, it might just be what you're saying, where it's like, hey, eat a bag of dicks. There, our negotiations are over. It's I, I know at least the stuff with the Apollo dev, it was essentially just a very hostile way for the Reddit CEO to be like, yeah, we just don't, we don't want you to do what you're currently doing. Now, of course, that's his side of the story. It could yeah. be a lot more nuanced than that, but it's fairly obvious that ultimately what Reddit wants is for these, these groups to not exist anymore. I wonder if those were done over email without an NDA so he could release the NDA. Or, well, I'm sorry, release the emails. I don't know. I doubt it. Probably I not. Think, I don't think Reddit would be that dumb. Probably not. I've seen, um, there was, there's a guy I watch on YouTube, and he was offered uh, some money from, I forget. Oh, it was da- uh, Dying Light 2, the Dying Light 2 devs, uh, to do like a sponsored video. And he's like, I didn't sign an NDA. They offered me money. I didn't sign an NDA, and I didn't take it, so I can tell you how much it was. They offered him $35,000 to make a sponsored video. Wow. Well, no, wait. I'm sorry. It was 35,000 British pounds. Oh. So even more money. (laughs) $40,000. Yeah. And I was like, I would have made that video in a heartbeat. (laughs) Because it's a good game, too. Uh, but he was like, I just didn't have the time. I was doing, you know, I was filming other videos and they wanted it done in like a week and a half and I just didn't have the time to do it. So uh, I was like, man, I would have made time <laughs> for that much money. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I don't know. It says here that 97% of Reddit users do not use any third-party apps to browse the site. Which and the vast majority of moderators also do not rely on third-party apps, but they're still going to kill the apps and try to charge a ton of money to these people. And they could also just be lying about that, by the way, and just just completely. They could be. Actors. They they could be. They could be lying about that. I would not be surprised if it was like ninety percent of people don't use those third-party apps, but you're upsetting your most loyal fans. <laughs> you're upsetting the people who not only moderate these subreddits, but they're going to be the ones who go on to Reddit and, you know, post tutorial picture or tutorial videos or, uh, you know, create new subreddits that people are going to be interested in. You just reminded me, one of the other things that they're doing to protest is they're uploading hour long video or one gigabyte videos of static. Why? Because static is incredibly hard to compress. Yeah, they are. It is. So they're just so they're just clogging up Reddit servers with a bunch of stupid bullshit. That's one problem. So if you ever watch, it's a little bit better now. I think we have better compression algorithms and stuff. But even from just a few years ago, I remember watching WWE 
on the WWE Network. And like when there's a big match at WrestleMania and like somebody wins the championship and all the confetti falls and the compression just goes to shit. Oh, it's yeah, that 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 is still very much a problem. Yeah. And that's that's a bit. So if you ever see that and you're like, why did my video quality get so poor to the people watching this? It's because the confetti is falling and the algorithm doesn't know how to handle it. So it just makes everything super low quality. Yeah. It's awesome. It, it, yeah. H264 does not like it whenever a lot of different colors are on screen. Yeah. And they're well, all moving in random ways. That's the thing. It's not moving in a predictable way, I think, is the biggest problem. Yeah. It, it is. I didn't so, want to go too deep into it, but that is the end of our of our uh, our podcast today. That's the end of the show. Father's Day. The Happy Father Day. Happy Father's Day to everyone. I guess I don't know. Yo, I don't celebrate it. Go happy check Juneteenth. your email. Tomorrow's yeah, Juneteenth. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow's Emancipation Proclamation anniversary. Uh, no, it's not. What? So Juneteenth is not the emancipation day, the proclamation. It's not that. It is the last. It it is about two years after that, when the last when the last state was informed that slavery was illegal. Now, Uh, so it's officially the end of slavery. Um. So, look, I'm gonna put it out there. It's a half-assed holiday. Okay, I say it. I like it. I love it because it pisses. I mean, it's good. It, it pisses racists off. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that it exists. But man, and it, like, no one puts any effort. No, the government didn't put any effort. They did into not. explaining what the fuck it is. No, like they they were just like, this is a holiday now. Please stop being mad at us about cops killing black people. Yeah, I, I will. I will say. I want to sign off with this. Fuck slavery. That's 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 it. Fuck slavery. Okay. Okay, bye. I guess that's... Yeah.